0: Hello and welcome to the Red Corner. I'm Max and I'm joined by Leroy, Will, and our guest, Nick.
1: Is this the point where we all say hi? Hello. Yes. This is the point where we all okay, say hi. <laughs> and
0: right, though. <there>. All right. <laughs> just in case if you don't know, Roy is Leroy. That's the big shock, you know, climax. Whoa. Oh, no. So, first of all, I just want to say a big thanks to all of you listeners and subscribers from last season. We literally couldn't have done it without you. So,. Today we'll be talking about Suarez, the pre-season transfers, Southampton, the Premier League, and later we'll answer your questions. So let's go with Suarez first. Um, seventy-five million to Barcelona. Well, key player lost, obviously. It doesn't matter. We have Lyanna. We have
2: Liana now. Twenty-five million for Adam Lyanna.
0: Fantastic. Apparently it's 16. I'm not crying. You're crying. Is it 25 or 16? Because apparently Bournemouth got, what, 4 million? And that was like 25% of the fee. I'm pretty sure what we did was we paid
2: slightly more for Ricky Lambert than we would have done otherwise to get around paying the fee to Bournemouth. Which is really shitty of us, but this is business. I is business.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: that was awful Um, that was bad I didn't even get it
0: (laughs) okay um... I just got it it's awful (laughs) 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 so Suarez
1: what a dick Suarez why are you saying Suarez in a Sean Connery type way Suarez Suarez
0: (laughs) oh Oh, my god
1: talking about this guy goodness me the season's The season's about to begin. We've got to move on from Suarez. I think it was a great time to be selling him. Um, Liverpool got the most amount of money for a player that had caused untold carnage off the field in the last couple of years. Agreed. Uh, There's no issues for Brendan Rodgers with selling him from the fans' point of view because of the bite. I think the bite actually has really done Liverpool a massive favour. So, ultimately, £75 Could we have done better? Probably not, to be honest. And look, we're investing heavily in the squad now. As long as the players that come in settle well and we don't have a Tottenham Hotspur from last season um, scenario, then I don't think anyone can really complain. See, this this is what I I
0: hate about us being compared to Tottenham. When Bale got sold, they didn't exactly have many good players, did they? I mean, starting-wise. No, they were were quite dire. Yeah, exactly. Liverpool have still brilliant players. Before, but also court.
2: that also there's different a different completely different way of doing things. Tottenham had a director of football who decided who he wanted, and went out and got these players. And when you looked at the players they bought, they bought weirdly. They bought, you know, f- what was it three midfielders? Um, it was Pauli- yeah. They yeah.
3: bought Paulinho, Capu, and D- um, despite, despite already
2: having Sandro. Who, in mm-hmm. my opinion, is one of the better defensive midfielders in the league. So I, they, they didn't invest wisely. Now, no matter how much I hate Adam Liana as a person, we've spent reasonably wisely. And I was reading something earlier where, if the deals, um, the Martin Kelly deal that was announced today for rough, roughly two million, if that goes through, and the Colatore deal goes through, our net, oh, and the Fabio Barini deal, we have a net spend of almost zero. And is this which including is fantastic the, business? the Açaí 7 million, if it goes through? Yeah, that's the SID as well, yeah. The, so the deals that are currently in the pipeline, Marino in, those players out, a net spend of zero. And if you look, compare the squad, that's fantastic business, which isn't really something that Tottenham did. Now, on specifically on the subject of Suarez, I have a nice long monologue about this, because whilst Suarez was a genius, he was also disruptive to the team both on and off the pitch, focusing on the on-the-pitch side. Suarez did not fit in absolutely with Brendan Rodgers' ideal system. Mm. Instead, Brendan decided to send to the team around Suarez, which is very sensible, and you can do that when you have a player that good, because his quality outweighs the disruption. Without Suarez, we had £75 million to spend on players who would fit perfectly into the system. Therefore, mm. Brendan can create a team that gets the most out of 11 players, not just one. So, considering £75 million is a huge amount of money to be getting, despite inflated transfer fees at the moment, selling Suarez does actually make sense from a footballing side as well as a business side. Yeah,
1: no doubt. As no long doubt. as
2: you buy the right players.
1: But, I mean, let's not be harsh on on the player in terms of the legacy he leaves behind. I mean, yeah, he was disruptive, but Liverpool having watched us for the last well, God knows how many seasons since we were in the Champions League back in 2009, Liverpool would not have got into the Champions League until oh. we had a player who was of that calibre. Liverpool needed a world-class player to to drag us into the Champions League. Because
2: Absolutely, but this it's season... It's
1: increasingly we've... more and more difficult. And now that we're in there and we can sell him and invest heavily in the squad, there's there's the opportunity to to push on. Now, at the beginning of the summer, when we sold Suarez, Obviously, the key thing was, well, he's got us to the Champions League. We can sell him now. And in theory, we can attract a higher quality or higher caliber of player into the club. Now, that doesn't really fit in with our attracting of youngsters in. So then that begs the question of, are the signings that we're making um, signings that we would have been able to make without the Champions League or not? And that does make quite a big difference in terms of the legacy or rather in terms of um, how we do next season, how we do for the, for the following couple of seasons to come. So, for example, let me just pose, pose Lallana as, as one example. We've spent really big money on Lallana, really. I mean, up to 25 million. Um, mm-hmm. Is that a player that we could have signed last summer? Yeah, of course. Yes. So, therefore, have we capitalised on getting Champions League football um, with that 25 million spent? I'd, say, I'd argue no. But then again...
2: But I think that's part like, of our transfer policy. Of refusing to overpay for players, and we've seen it—it it works, such as this Marino deal that might, Moreno, which might be about to be, um, be pushed through possibly tomorrow. Um, well, it looks like it's all, million, so. it's all
1: agreed. He was left out. I mean, he wouldn't have been left out in the Super Cup final tonight if, um,
2: if it's... exactly, which is fantastic. But we've had heartbreak on the other side of that of losing out. Henrik, oh God, I'll
0: Micketarian. Mik-
2: Yes, yeah. a and that was, a, that was a big disappointment. The way I see Suarez, in terms of ignoring his amazing quality, he he was a financial fair play get-around, because financial fair play, at its very basic level, has split all the top leagues into bands, where you have the Champions League teams, the other teams, the teams at the bottom. And whether that's a flaw or whether that was intentional, that's what FFP does. Suarez has allowed us to break into that Champions League band and then has given us £75 million to operate in the transfer market and improve our squads efficiently so we don't drop straight back out. So Suarez, as a business opportunity, I think has furthered Liverpool Football Club farther than anyone will realise for maybe the next five, six years. And only looking back, will say, Picking up Suarez for 22 million back in 2011, was it? Was one of the best things that could have happened to Liverpool Football Club at that time. Yeah. Whatever people want to say about Suarez and how much we'll miss him and whether Liverpool will be able to cope, I believe we will. I mean, especially Um, when you consider he's got us back into the Champions League.
1: The fact that Torres was sold for 50 million, which was (laughs) an, an incredible deal. This is a player, Torres was a player obviously who had been constantly rushed back from injury time and time again both for club and country his you know his knee was giving out, and the fact that he was he was sold to Chelsea on the last day of the transfer window and Chelsea rushed through a um, rushed through the deal without doing a full medical now from what just from from what i've read and from what i've heard the uh, medics at Liverpool didn't expect the transfer to go through they actually thought that Chelsea would would send Torres back on, you know, send him back to Liverpool because they, they didn't think the guy would pass a medical. So this is a player, you know, and, and obviously we've seen since then, you know, he's, he's just declined, con, you know, consistently, and you know, even in pre-season this summer, he's just been been absolutely woeful. You know, a, a Chelsea game doesn't go by without a Vine video of Torres doing some horrific miss. So to get fifty million for him was was sensational business as well. So I, you have to pick the wins with the losses. Liverpool have. have made some incredible sales uh, to combat, obviously, some terrible signings like Carroll. I mean, I, I think Lallana's a horrible waste of money for that price, but you, know, you take the rough with the smooth.
2: Emery Chan is a fantastic signing. Just bottom, bottom line, 10 million. That is up there with your Coutinho's at eight and your Sturridge's at 12. Would you say he's a starter? I would put him as a starter in the midfield, but I know the Henderson-Lovin would... They would attack me. They would leave.
1: Different, different players though, to be fair. If you're playing what well, we seem to be playing four, two, three, one now. That was a formation against City. Oh,
2: formation. I don't I, do, I hope we don't play four two three one. I hope we stay with some variant of a four three three. Because I believe the midfield where we have a register, a box to box player who is essentially the defensive midfielder in, in the three, and then Catinho as the eight, I think that works really well.
0: And if we sign like when... a striker like Boney, we'll we'll play four three three. Yep. But that would involve shifting storage wide, I'd rather sign a left winger. We'll shift storage wide, but his actual purpose will still be as a forward. I think mm-hmm. if we sign a striker we should sign one for the bench.
2: I'd think a left forward, a wide.
0: Well that's um, what Eto is, like
2: is right now, isn't ball. it?
0: Apparently we're getting him. <sighs> <laughs> yeah. I like Borini than him, to be honest. Well, I think Borini.
2: If he, if the 14 million fee is true, then I think we have to let him go because, as much as I like Berini, 14 million is a hell of a lot for a player
0: who hasn't covered himself None in glory lot. in the last couple of seasons. Yeah, we'll mm-hmm. be getting what, like, two million profit of him. Uh, I about think, him. yeah, roughly. I think he came in for 12 million from AS Roma. Yeah, we were just talking about big fees. Uh, we
2: I don't know if you guys saw, but on my Twitter feed earlier, I talked about how Torres and Suarez selling made us roughly 125 million. Our squad, if you um, say that our first team, I've, I've left out Gerrard, but that's because he'll be gone in a couple of years. Mignolet, Moreno, Sacco, Lovren, Mankio, Chan, Henderson, Coutinho, Markovic, Sturridge, Sterling. That team, in terms of fees, we paid 110 million. So, Suarez and Torres, as sales, netted us 15 million more than our total current first eleven cost, which I think is evidence, is testament to the kind of
0: business we're doing nowadays. Well, it looks, it looks like it's going to be Skirtle, Lovren, doesn't it? Yeah, Skirtle isn't as bad as you make out to be. I think Skirtle's going to be a much better player with Lovren next to him. Well, he, he looked a lot more solid with Lovren against Dortmund, definitely.
1: Skirtle's kind of in your Gary Cahill class of centre-back, where he'll be much better when, he, when he's got a leader next to him. You see the difference between Cahill... But Gareth Cahill's a good,
2: the a good centre-back, whereas Martin Skirtle is not a good centre-back. He's, so when we have Skirtle in the team, whether he's got a leader next to him or not, he will drag the defensive line to the point of reactivity, where we're camped on our own six-yard box. That's how he operates. That's where he's most comfortable. With Sacco, who is still our best centre-back, Sacco-Lovren would be a partnership that could help us push the defence right up, close to the halfway line. So not only are we improving the defence, but we're improving our control on the game, and thus we should score more goals. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like that. That sounds good. I'd argue that Lovren's probably the best centre-back now. I'm, 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 a, I'm a big fan of Sacco. Sacco.
0: I think potential-wise, Sacco's better, but ability-wise right now, I would say Lovren. Have you watched... You know, Think about who starts for France. They have this Sacco-Varan
2: partnership. Now, yes, Varane is probably the best young defender in world football, but Sacco dev- very much holds his own. In fact, he is the leader in that back line.
0: I wouldn't go all for who starts for a country... I mean, Coutinho didn't even get called up, did he? Yeah, but that's a a Brazilian managerial problem.
1: Different kettle of fish in Brazil.
0: How do they choose the team in Brazil? Because
2: I I heard something about how they they favour domestic performances, is it? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's not something I know that much about.
1: But basically, the, the issue is that there's obviously there's a... Everyone in Brazil is is massively into their football and and there's a lot of pressure on the coach to perform because they view Brazil as needing to be the best team in the world. Um, And the coach knows that if he picks players who are not, as as I put it, renowned players, um, you know, the the likes of Marcelo is renowned, Dani Alves is renowned. Coutinho is not a particularly big name in Brazil. Um, He left. Uh, he left the country to to go and play um, to go and play for Inter when he was still very young. He's obviously of the same age as like Neymar and um, and Lucas Moura, um, but the fact that he left when he was quite young meant that he didn't build up a kind of reputation there. It's kind of similar to the way that Messi didn't really build up a reputation as being loved by the Argentines, you know, it's taken some time for that to come to pass. Um, I mean. I'm not exactly sure how old uh, Coutinho was when he left Vasco de Gama. I think he must have been about 17, 18. He was, I think he was even younger than that. I think he was nearer 15, 16. Oh, I think he was 16, actually. Yeah, he was 16. Um, and, he kind of, and he wasn't like a high-profile move or anything. It was €4 million Euros, um, that Inter signed him for. But it was a player that, you know, he'd, he'd shown a lot of promise, but then obviously declined at Inter, went off to, to Espanyol. Well, he, was, he was
2: regarded as highly as Neymar was at one point. He oh. It was... Coutinho and neymar as the future
1: as, as highly as, as you can be regarded at, at you know age 16 or so but yeah. um, but, it, but you know he's not he's not renowned especially after you know a poor couple of years at inter and it didn't didn't I think that was I think the, that was more the, of a contributing factor so, really... yeah to to just kind of get back to get back to your question that um i mean I, I don't think scolari would have picked him because there would have been queries about who is you know why are you picking this player particularly over someone like Fred, who had been obviously scoring plenty of goals domestically. Um, obviously, you know, in, in hindsight, you know, the, the players that he picked weren't good enough, and, and there was a lot of players that, that he could have taken that, uh, that he didn't take. But how we've ended up talking about Brazil,
2: I don't know. <laughs> On the subject of Coutinho, that is the man we need to build the midfield around, because I know people are touting Henderson for the captaincy, but he. If you compare the two players, bear in mind Henderson is 24 now, whereas Coutinho is 22. But
1: Coutinho is not yeah, there a, is...
2: Coutinho is not, not, not a captain, though. Yeah. No, but if you give Henderson the captaincy, you're almost guaranteeing his place in the starting 11 for the next five years or something, or more. Whereas I don't think Jordan Henderson is good enough to be the linchpin of our midfield for the next wouldn't, five years. Wouldn't the captain? Well, the captain's going to be Gerard for the next the next two seasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it, it'd be
1: Gerard until he retires. It'd be like a Zanetti at Inter situation where even if he's not playing week in week out, Gerard is the captain. You know? And then, we need and then, then nobody's captain.
3: temporary captains.
1: Yeah, no.
2: Personally, I I would put Sacco or Lovren well, for the next captaincy. It'll probably
1: be Lovren. You know, if, if he settles and he, he performs as we expect him to.
2: And he seems to get the club. He seems to um, have already made a connection with the fans. Mm. I mean, we're kind of expecting him to be a Vidic next
1: season, I suppose.
0: Let's say Aga does leave, which is likely. Who who would you put as vice-captain? I wouldn't put Henderson. Lovren yet. It's going to be Henderson. Yeah, I will put my money on Skirtle, to be honest. I mean, I can see Roger's life uh, in Skirtle. So. I wouldn't say it's right, but... It's weird because most of our senior players are
2: the ones that we need to shift. You know, Lucas, Johnson, these are players who we need to be getting out the door as soon as possible. We don't actually have uh, many players who left, who have been here a very long time. once Aga's gone, most of the Benitez guard is completely gone. Rainer, um, and then obviously going back into the past, you know, Javi, et cetera.
1: It'd be interesting. It'd be interesting to see who, who is the vice captain if, if Agüero goes. Maybe it, it may just go to Lovren. You know, if he if he really does settles as, as quick as uh, as everyone seems to think he will do, then maybe it'll, it'll go to Johnson, him, Johnson if,
2: if Johnson's still here starting at right back. He'd be a candidate. Don't which give me is nightmares. Horrific.
1: Don't give me nightmares.
2: I I pray to God, Marino Marino impresses in training and Johnson. He doesn't wouldn't. He stop. wouldn't need to impress yes, to replace it. Johnson. He'd have to he'd have Rogers, to Rogers Rogers doesn't I'm seem this is one I, I love Rogers to bits, but he doesn't seem to although I did notice in his um conference after the Dortmund game, he singled out every member of the defence of praise bar Johnson. That was quite funny. But uh, he he went through them one by one, all um, all the other three, and said nothing about Johnson. He doesn't seem to um want to push players like Lucas and Johnson out into the cold. I mean, he did do for Skirtle and it, it galvanised him and he came back as a better player. Still
1: but then back. I wonder if that's because Rogers identified Skirtle as the kind of personality that if he did push him into the cold, Skirtle would, would react in that way. Whereas Johnson, if he kind of pushed him out, Johnson would just kind of Johnson sit, would give up. sit on the bench and Winston Bogard, the rest of his contract away. Wouldn't Ultimately, Johnson doesn't add much. I mean, he scored, didn't score in the league last season. Season before scored once. Season before that scored once as well. So Johnson's not for, for someone who's quote an attacking fullback. He really doesn't add anything to the attack. Um, puts in puts in a, a couple of poor crosses every game. Um, puts in more crosses than he blocks. Probably count on one hand the amount of crosses that he you know, tracked back and blocked last season. So
2: it was know. fine when we were playing, you know, four four two under Kenny, and he had a standard wide man. In front of him, who he could overlap, because once he'd made the overlap, there was a player in front of him who kind of had the responsibility to help him get back in track. Which was Kyle. But now we, which was count who's one of the most defensive and hard-working wide men you'll ever see. Since we've started playing the four four two diamond and the four three three, he doesn't have that kind of protection because the front three is, you know. Interchanging in an attack and focusing on getting goals, and he's being caught out. I wonder about our about
1: our tracking back now. Maybe that's one of the reasons why we've invested in Manquillo and um, Moreno, is that we don't have we don't have the wide men to track back anymore. If we're playing four two three one, there is a those the, the, there is a tendency of the three to either be quite wide in attacking or or to become quite narrow, and allow the full backs to push up. And you've got in Mancaio, you've got a you've got a fullback who's extremely mobile and, and athletic. Yeah. So that's something certainly he can do. Uh, Moreno, I I haven't seen that much of unfortunately. I don't watch much La Liga, um, aside from aside from obviously you know the, the real big teams. But um, but from what I hear, you know he's he's quite a mobile and athletic attacking. Yeah,
2: ath- athleticism player, seems it. to be the big thing we've gone for because if if you look at what Moreno's accomplished. Yes, he's a highly regarded fullback, but actually his in both attack and defense is statistical output is worse than John Flanagan's. Not saying he is a worse player, because I don't think he is, but the raw attributes that we seem to be looking for in our fullbacks are pace, strength, athleticism to be able to get up the lines, which suggests to me that we're going to be sticking with something like a 4-3-3, where the only... When we play the four three three, the full-backs are the only true width because you know your your left wing and your right wing are tucking in to attack. Yeah, that's a great point. Which makes which then leads me to think perhaps
1: Liverpool are practicing this four two three one against the likes of City and Dortmund in pre season as a kind of preparation League. for the Champions League. Yeah, because let's face it. Whatever happens, Liverpool are going to end up in a really difficult Champions League group. That's just the way it. We're, we're probably going to be in pot three, um, you know. If
2: if I think that's lucky, pretty much confirmed now, yeah.
1: If if we're lucky, we'll avoid the big Spanish teams, but we could easily end up with one of those, um, you know. And, and we could have Dortmund in our group as well. It's going to it's going to be really tough. Um, so you don't want to be going into those games playing four three three and getting overrun in
2: midfield with. Inexperienced. Well that's that's kinda why I wanted a um to replace Lucas. I kinda wanted a bruising midfielder like a you know, a Jeffrey can dog beer or someone someone who can sit in front of your defence when you're playing four two three one three five two, something very, very counter-attacking and just sit in front of the defence um make tackles and then lay it off. We don't have anyone like that. Lucas is supposed to be the out and out defensive team and he can't make a tackle. And that can, worries me. Can Cambiasso still available? On the subject of old players, because we're being linked with Etta and so I had a thought earlier. Ike I. Could see us. it sounds weird, and I know he had a pretty terrible World Cup, but if we managed to shift Rayner and Jones, Rain I think the not. fees... Yeah, well, if, we've, if we shifted Jones, I was amazed we shifted Rayner, to be honest. I thought he was going to be here for another year. I think the combined wages and the combined fee would equate to one Iker Casillas mm. which is convenient because there aren't two. see the issue of that and and I, I think, think w- Milan have just signed Diego Lopez.
1: So but Ram- Ram- this Casillas- is now down to Casillas and Kayla Navas.
2: They won't they yeah, wouldn't go down Casillas to feel like he does Casillas feel like he can dislodge Kayla Navas. I'm not sure, whereas I think I think he'd back himself uh, as much as I like as much as I like Mignolet, The fans certainly aren't convinced, and I'm I think Rain um, Rogers isn't hugely convinced either. From the way we've gone about our goalkeeping business, although I think He's Rogers not, thinks Jones yeah. is a good player.
3: No, Brandon Rodgers wanted um, Michel Vaughn. That was his first target, but the community pushed for. Asmir Begovic, which I think would be would have been a better choice, of course. Yeah. But they both came to a compromise, and that compromise is Simon Mignolet. Somewhere in between, not really a, a full shot stopper like Begovic, but not really the sweeper keeper like Michel Worm. and that's where I wanted Mignolet us to go to
2: Vorm. I wanted us to go for Vorm this summer, but obviously Tottenham got there first. I feel goalkeeper our backup goalkeeper is actually one of the weakest positions in our squad because whilst Brad Jones is a lovely guy he can have some really terrible games you know this is a keeper who struggles regularly with lower league opposition god forbid what would happen if Minule got injured and he was having to face your Real Madrid's your Borussia Dortmund's your Manchester City's
1: well, I'm pretty maybe sure we're going to sign another team. Ultimately, how much, how much would it cost to go out and sign someone like Diego Benaglio? Eight That's million. the
3: name I've been tossing out. I really like Diego Benaglio. I think maybe around five, six million.
1: Five to six, eight million euros? I don't know.
3: He's, he's yes. age 30. It. Unfortunately,
2: right? Max, Maxim koval has gone out on loan for the season. He would have been my choice for the youngster
3: to eventually succeed me, you know? Very solid. But the Bundesliga is filled with really, really good keepers, though. You have Bernaglio from Wolfsburg. That would be the older keeper who could come in and still play very well. And he's a Swiss international, of course. Then there's yep. players like Oliver Baumann, Kevin Trapp, Bern Leno. Um, there's Ron Robertson. How,
2: how has Leno um progressed? Because I know I know he was regarded as up there One with the Ter
3: He's not as good as Tostegan, but yeah, he can still come in and really, really do really well within the sticks. So yeah, I'm I'm not so sure why we're not looking at the Bundesliga at all for some for something like a young keeper who can progress. (laughs) Yeah. Oh Ricardo. I'm happy with Moreno though. My second choice.
2: I I will take Moreno if the twelve if the twelve million fee is is correct,
3: then that's a that's a good deal.
2: It's a very Mm. good deal. But he's not Ricardo Rodriguez.
0: Right, so we're going to be talking about preseason now. Pointing out the key players of preseason. Coutinho definitely one of them. He's had a really good preseason. Emre Shan. And Raheem.
1: Didn't they yeah, agree before that? Emre good...
0: uh, Emre Gian. Gian. Emre Gian. 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 Quartez.
2: Yeah, Quartes had a very solid preseason. He's had a superb preseason.
0: I've been really impressed. I um, hope he's played his way back into um, contention. Yeah, I mean, definitely I better say. than Kolo Torre.
2: I'd rather sell Skirtle than Quartes, but that might just be me. I I Not, really because just st- Not because I want Quartes to start, but because I think we could still get a decent fee for Skirtle. And it would guarantee that Sakhalovram was the starting partnership. I'd be very happy with Quartes as backup. Did you see Skirtle got... What's it?
0: Um, defender Who of the scored...
2: Season. Who scored. scored defender of the season. Yeah. Uh but I talked I talked to someone who um knows how the Who scored system works and apparently if he hadn't um scored the number of goals he did, if he'd scored no goals, then his rating would have um been closer to that of your kind of hull second choice centre backs. So it was skewed massively by was it seven goals he scored in the end? Yeah, seven. Which is very impressive, but you know, great if you're, you know, doing wonders in their box. But when you're a calamity in our box, I don't think you can boast yourself as defender of the season. It's an issue with who scored um, statistical models more than uh, Skirtle's ability.
0: We saw Enrique come back to pre season. What do you think of him so
3: far? No, nothing special, okay. I mean.
0: Yeah, nothing special. I, I keep him. He's, he's funny. Uh, his Instagram
2: pictures are amazing. Oh, yeah. Uh, he, he loves and, to take a selfie, doesn't he? He's actually hilarious, uh, Enrique. He's like a seven-year-old on Bebo. It's great. He, he, it'll be a good backup, I mean. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I'd, I'd be much more concerned with shifting Johnson than Enrique. But wouldn't you rather have youngsters playing as backup?
1: You'd rather have Robinson or Flanagan stepping in, if need be, and actually getting some experience rather than Enrique, who's kind of like he's not Philippe second, but he's you know equally he's
2: ideally yes. Player is he? I I I made a list at the start of the summer of all the players I'd want us to sell, but it just isn't realistic. And I think at this point, particularly when you know there's probably I don't know how long to the end of the transfer window, half a month something like that, we can't be thinking that we're going to be selling. 10 players and bringing in 10 players. It's just not going to happen. Realistically, I think we're going to be from here selling 5-6 and bringing in 2 or 3. And Enrique, whilst not great, is not a priority to shift like Lucas and Johnson are.
1: But is Lucas a priority to shift, though? Because if we are playing 4-2-3-1 for the majority of the season, then you have to think about who the two holding two are going to be. So let's assume one is always Gerard and the other one is...
2: So you're suggesting Emre, we should play Emre, a Gerard Chan. Lucas pivot. You're suggesting we should do a Gerard Lucas pivot. Is that no, I'm saying,
1: I'm saying the suggestion. No, I'm saying we would be playing Gerard and Emre Chan as our two in the field, hopefully. Uh, but then if, but then if you have injuries to injuries or suspensions or whatever, you know who's then coming in? Because I would argue Alan doesn't have the physicality to play in those two positions. If you were to play Henderson much... there, you'd be losing his mobility further up the field. And as we saw for England, Henderson's, Henderson is half the player if he's playing in a, a holding two.
2: 4-2-3-1 I, I, does not suit our um, our team. Whether we're going to be playing it when we're, we're defending a one-goal lead in the Champions League. If we're just talking about our standard week-in, week-out team, I think it will be a 4-3-3. Three, three. And at the moment, Lucas is the backup to Gerrard in that holding role. I'd rather Allen was the backup in the holding role, because I feel that is his best role and where he can showcase his talents. And then have Henderson as backup to Chan in the box-to-box and Suzo as backup to Coutinho in the um, the playmaker role, the eight.
1: It's obviously been a long time since you remember us in the Champions League having to defend a 1-0. I, I recall days a long of, time. Either, yeah, I recall days of it under Rafa where it basically ended up with us being 7-2-1. With like ten minutes to go, just just pack the box, and we just invite the pressure on. Be Absolutely, but I'd play. I'd
2: move if we're keeping Skirtle. I'd move to a in those situations. I'd move to a three four two one with a pacey front three. Put someone like Moreno left mid, so it's basically a back five, and play a five. Well, in that situation, be a five two two one. I think that's more suited and I think Allen could do a good job there because if you remember the first season under Rodgers where Allen was playing deepest, there were games where he was being swarmed by the City midfield and he coped because he thrives in those smaller spaces. I remember, I think it was, yeah, it was versus City where i completely bossed Yaya Torre uh, and I fell in love with Joe Allen. I think if we needed him to recreate that form, in the Champions League he would be very much capable of doing that and Lucas would not
1: Lucas also if we were playing that formation you'd need the you'd need the holding midfielders to be mobile and be able to drop back into the centre back position if need be Um, and, and I just don't think I think Lucas's mobility has dropped off increasingly in the last couple of seasons, um, I know people talk about his off-the-ball work in terms of the, you know, the, the covering ground that he makes, but some of his positioning is terrible as well. Can oh, just... his,
2: positioning, his positioning. People seem to think he was this world-class defensive midfielder before his injury. He wasn't. He was an average defensive midfielder before his injury. There was a
1: period where he was one of the best in the, in the Prem. But I think that. But the Premier League lot, doesn't about, have
2: a man. good defensive record. It doesn't have good defensive midfielders. It doesn't particularly have good defenders. Mm. But since Sorry. his injury, yeah. he's a he's a ghost now. He, I I don't know if you watch. I watch him when he comes he on the is. field because my hate Luke burns is the, bright.
1: Lucas the friendly ghost.
2: People just stride past him. He has the only time he seems to be able to make contact is when he's committing a foul. A foul on the, edge of the area, yeah. Which happens a lot. Uh, the, the most ridiculous batter. fouls.
1: Every time he came on last season, literally without fail, he would come on and the tempo would just drop from midfield.
2: I wonder if that's what Rodgers uses him now, to suck the life out of a game. Lucas is that's a footballing best, vampire. <laughs> <laughs> he's, a, he's a dementor. He just, he just ghosts around the pitch doing fuck all
0: apart from sapping my happiness. Breaking news. Moreno. Confirmed. Hmm. So, what official on official on the LFC website? Official on the LFC website. Oh wow! My, <laughs> I've Fair play, air eh? Now we're going to move on to transfers. Um, let's quickly look at our ins and outs. Ricky Lambert, Adam Lallana, Emre Shan happy. Uh, Lovren, Manquillo, uh, uh, Markovic, yeah. Kevin Stewart. What a player! Um, <laughs> And Moreno. A who's set to um, sign pretty soon. And outs have been surprisingly only three. Suarez, Reina and Conor Cody. Martin Kelly set to go to Crystal Palace. Wisdom on loan to West Brom. And Alberto, who's been actually outstanding so far, he has, has moved to Malaga.
3: So, Malaga. so let's quickly
0: talk about yeah. Ricky Lambert. Um... Uh... not keen I don't think he's I, oh, it's, I that, know first?
2: it's a charming I know it's a charming story uh, you know local boy yeah, has finally come back to play with like a street.
0: potato farm or something
2: it was, I think he was a turnip farmer or something but it, football I know people say football is entertainment I want to win things I don't want this isn't a fucking gold film like Lambert is not mobile enough to play in the system that we play with wait
0: Santiago
2: I mean, it's, Nunes it's been... isn't real. <laughs> N- no, not... he is. He is. He is our Santi, um, except he isn't going to be curling them in for Real Madrid. Know, <laughs> at, at Madrid, he, he's a good player at what he does. But at the end of the day, if you're playing him as the nine, he's a target man. He's not mobile. I think where we'll find joy with him is when we're playing in the diamond. We can probably push him. Further back, and instead of playing like Sterling, floating in between the lines, have him as an ungaunch because the ungaunch role doesn't require much mobility if you have technical ability, and he does have technical ability. But I'm not keen on losing someone like Barini if we are indeed replacing him with Lambert. Hopefully, we'll sign another striker.
0: No, I mean I I don't think that's the replace. I mean I think Eto is the replacement for Barini. I mean I'm oh, not sure. Hey. about or, Origi is going to be the replacement for Lambert. But I think Lambert's just gonna be used in cup games, really.
2: He got the nine shirt. He got the
0: mm, Well, I'm so, I'm sorry, Carol got the nine shirt too.
2: I wasn't happy about that either, but he got the nine shirt.
0: I'm happy for it. I mean, his his interview, he just looks so chuffed. I was <laughs> so
1: happy for... Ultimately the number nine ever since ever since about two thousand and two, three, has just been well, it's been, tarn- it's been tarnished since El Hadji Diouf. To be honest, if you think about the nines we've had, we had Diouf,
0: Cisse, Cisse. I loved him. Andy Carroll, Aspas. Wait, wasn't wasn't Torres number nine?
1: Yeah, I, I conveniently skipped him out.
2: Okay, we did have Robbie Fowler, obviously, but that's going going back a bit. Oh,
1: I even
3: can I, can, I, yeah. can
2: I? I no, guys, can I, I? have a story about Robbie Robbie Fowler. Um, Basically, when I, I was very young at the time, it was it was when he was playing for Liverpool. I, I, I went up to Liverpool. It's it's a drive. I am I am, more, I am a proper wool. Um, it was my first <laughs> time inside Anfield. In fact, I think we were, yeah we um, we went to see. I've been to is it yeah three Liverpool games or something. We saw Standard Liège versus Liverpool. I know, exciting right? But my mum was um, driving around Anfield and uh, the the surrounding area. Um, and he pulled out of the car park and almost ran into my mum, my mum's car. Uh, so as a, as a young boy, finally seeing his idol from a distance of about five meters, albeit there were you know, metal in between us, my mum decided to flip him off. Gave what, flip him the, the bird? Yeah, she gave a Liverpool player full on middle finger, beat the horn. Everyone was looking at us. It was. It went from being a wonderful childhood moment to mortifying. I was like, I just, I buried my head in my hands, and it was, it was, it was a traumatic experience. How wow. did he react? I, uh, um, I think he just, you know, yeah, I'm driving this really nice four by four. You're in a fucking Citroen. He just rolled off. But nothing wrong well with the Citroen, can I just say? It was, it was a nice Citroen. Citroen Picasso. Some of
1: us still drive those.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry if I just offended all Citroen drivers out there, but yeah. So my mum, my mum gave gave him the bird, called him an asshole, beat his horn out like outside the hallowed gates. There you go. It's not still only not
1: only exclusive breaking news on the uh, LFC fans corner
0: podcast. Harrowing childhood stories.
1: <laughs> And exclusive
0: oh. lfc content
1: can i just say no one knew that story
0: no right now i'll quite want to talk about luis alberto personally i rate him for what i've seen obviously it's only a couple of games um he's done quite well for malaga um scored three Mal- goals it's Mal- already it's malaga all right malaga i i still think he's quite good i mean
2: yeah he's i if you you only have to watch his performances for barcelona bay etc. He is a talented player. The only question mark is um, whether we can give him a role in the team that suits his style of play. When we were playing him last season, we were playing him wide, which makes no sense because he isn't a very mobile player. As with Lambert, his best role is that central attacking midfield, as the FIFA players would say, where he can use his technical
0: ability rather than his physicality to make things happen. I remember he did play um, in his preferred position against Newcastle last season. And he got an assist, did he not? And got he an played assist. so well. It, like, he only got, what, like 15 minutes, I think? Yeah, and he linked everything up. He, 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 That's he, was, he, is. he was outstanding. And he's, then after that, he does. just disappeared for for a few games. Came back on and then disappeared for six months. And then came back on, I think, against Everton. Then disappeared again, and then he appeared on the bench on the, on the last game. Should we start with an Adam Lallana story? Lallana. On there, we go. there, we go. The um the England players
2: while in Brazil. Wait, uh, we've, decided... we've already
0: talked about Lallana, really, haven't we? Yeah, but I'm
2: just going to tell this story because it's funny. It's it's funny if you hate Lallana, um, if you like him, you should probably close your ears. So the England players went <laughs> to the Ellis in Brazil. Uh, which is you know a good photo opportunity, good publicity oh, they 're right. not actually doing much good, but whatever, and Lalana was quoted as saying that this is a once in a lifetime opportunity for them, mm. not for him to experience you know real poverty and hardship in his multimillionaire footballing life right a once in a lifetime opportunity for them. He said, "This could really change their lives. Him being in their favela and taking photos could change their lives. That is such a fucking awful attitude to have. So I'm I'm already um I'm already feeling the hate towards him. I know Mark Clattenburg last season got in trouble for telling him that he's a bit of an arrogant soul nowadays. Like, which you're probably not supposed to do as a referee, but." Yeah. I suppose
0: we need some sort of arrogance now in our team with Suarez gone.
2: Suarez wasn't arrogant, though. Suarez was actually. He was quite... arrogant on the pitch. Yeah, but.
0: Not outside it... of football. On the pitch. He Raheem
2: was. Sterling is arrogant on the pitch because he just isn't phased by anything. He knows that, you know, this is his level. Two different well, types of arrogant right there, though. But it just annoys me that people like Daniel Storage get gets singled out for being arrogant when. He is, in fact, quite a humble, down-to-earth, and very funny
0: guy. i Have you heard some thinks things? Apparently, like Storage didn't like take a picture. It, of apparently, no, bat. apparently
2: he took a photo with someone, and he t- um he said not to touch him. Yeah. Now, if you've watched the LFC YouTube, you'll kind of get that this is Storage humour. This is him go like, "No, bro, don't touch me." <laughs>
0: yeah, that's <laughs> it, that was He's awful. a really funny guy. And have, 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 have you seen the IBE and Sturridge video? Sturridge so is genuinely hilarious. Oh my god! I let let me put up. some studge up in it. <laughs> when I,
2: I love them so much.
1: I, I was fortunate enough to have chatted to Sturridge, and he is so funny, absolutely hilarious guy. Like, and he let you touch? No, it was just on the phone. Players moving to to Napoli potentially. There's obviously there's a couple there that might happen. I think um, Napoli were hoping to to snare. Rainer on on a second loan deal, that didn't happen. Obviously, now that he's he's gone to Bayern, but um, but the transfers might still happen. I mean, Agatha to Aga to Napoli makes sense. They want Fellaini,
0: don't they? And and if they don't get him, it's Lucas, mm-hmm. apparently. Do, do Napoli still play um, three at the back
2: and uh, uh, Benitez, or is that changed now? It's four at the back. But
1: the the thing is that obviously with the sell, they need to sell really. Um, They did all of their buying last summer. And um, obviously investing particularly heavily, uh, bringing in the likes of Higuain um, and Calihon. Calihon, yeah. And they spent a lot on Raul Albion as well. spent too much on him.
2: Um, Well, I was just thinking that three at the back probably suits Aga best at this point. I think he he would have always thrived in the middle of a um, three. But now when he's losing his mobility... Um, as a as almost as a sweeper is probably his best role now because he he's never been particularly physical, but his physical decline has been quite noticeable.
1: Rafa is just such a four two three one manager,
2: though. Yeah, I didn't particularly like watching Rafa teams aside from the individuals within them. You know, obviously watching Mascherano, Jabi, Gerard and Torres was wonderful, but as a team, we didn't play as the kind of attractive football we play now, did we?
1: Well, exactly. Nap- Napoli's atta- attacking football under Walter Mazzari where they were playing 3-4-3 was so much better to watch than under Rafa with the 4-2-3-1. So, I, love a
2: good fo- so I love a good 3-4-3, particularly the diamond midfield. All about that. Especially, I mean, it got a lot more out of Marek Hamzik
1: as well because he was playing on top of the diamond and he's so much better there. Um,
2: Hamsik, Hamsik, quite a, a quite a good player, is he not? I think that's a great player. I,
1: Hasn't pushed on in I, the last
2: couple of years, but that's yeah, that's what I heard. Because a few years ago, he was being touted as you know, you know, Real Madrid worthy, and then you haven't heard. He's he's just kind of settled at Napoli, and it's assumed that that's his level. Yeah, he's not the player, the kind of player who's discussed in transfer windows anymore. It's not. It's not a bad level to be at. No, it's not. Decent, yeah, you know, quality team in Europe that's now seems to be sort of
1: nestled into just. Annual Champions League spot um, or perennial Champions League team. Um, He's also got, I think he's got a lot of ties in in Naples. Recently got married, so he's not particularly looking to leave. And um, seems seems to really sort of just loves the city. So
2: Syria is Syria is probably the league that I neglect the top league that I neglect the most. I don't consider League One to be a um, a top league Liga, but um, is is Syria a very competitive league? Is it?
1: I'd, know, I'd argue, I'd, I'd argue it's the most competitive league in Europe in terms of what teams can beat any other teams on on a given day.
2: Who are the big? I know AC Milan have suffered a big decline. Who are the big teams? Um, you've got Roma and Juve, who are the the
3: ones yeah, fighting out for so, title?
2: Yes. So the and they have
3: Napoli, Inter.
1: It's not like any other league in Europe in terms of, in terms of there being particularly big teams. There's certainly no, uh, there's certainly no kind of dominant Bayern type team. I mean, I suppose it was, it's been Juventus for the last couple of seasons under Antonio Conte. He's, he's worked some miracles there. But on the flip side, he's been particularly quite poor in Europe. Um, didn't why really have they sacked Conte? Start. Uh, he walked away. He Con- didn't, he didn't Con- get sacked. So they wanted to keep him. Um, and he, he walked away sort of quite suddenly. So they've now brought in Max Allegri, who obviously um, is a bit of a figure of ridicule. He's not a bad manager actually. Um, I have to I hasten to add, he's a kind of Sven-Goran Eriksson type. Who he it's easy to ridicule him in the press because of sort of his mannerisms and, and things he says and does. But you know, tactically he's not a bad manager at all. Allegri and he I grew did very with well with Sven's, that.
2: Eng- Sven's England. is what I grew up with.
1: Hmm. I grew up with Sven at Lazio, but uh, I guess I'm showing my age there. But yeah, no. Um, I mean, Allegri did fine. It arrived at Milan, won the Scudetto. So he's not think... not at all a bad coach, but but certainly he's no Conte. So there's going to be a, a drop in form for for Juventus there. You imagine this season, um, if they keep hold of Vidal and Pogba, then they're still the team to beat. Well,
2: that was what I was about to raise in a general sense of Syria. Will they be able to survive if, as being reported in the press, clubs, the bigger clubs in Europe, start cherry-picking their best players because Juventus have got Vidal and Pogba. Roma have got a, a, a swathe of talent. You know, Miralam, Pjanic, etc. And then you've got Inter Milan, who have
1: yeah, my I boy,
2: mean, uh, Mateo I'd Kovacic.
1: Argue, I'd argue that the, the, the top tier of talent has, gets creamed off the top anyway. Um I mean, you have to look at the likes of any any player that has a, a great season or two uh, in Italy tends to go if they're not Italian. So you have the likes of Javier Pastore, um, Marco Verratti, both leaving, going to PSG. Um, and then you have obviously you have players like Alexis Sanchez who left after you know after a good a good season down in Udine. And so you know so there's there's top players that are leaving all the time, but. Um, what holds it together is the fact that there are so many Italian players that are constantly being produced who who stay there, um, and plenty of players from from Eastern Europe and the Baltic as well who, who do stick around. Sorry, Kovacic I really love the like,
2: football. It's good to good to chat about. Italian. Yeah, yeah like I'm hearing the passion. Kovacic just like that midfielder who I wanted at Liverpool. Such a wonderful player to watch. Yeah, I mean Kovacic.
1: Kovacic hasn't hasn't
2: progressed as I think many would have liked. Well, he was he was a bit. He was a bit shoehorned um, into last season. because I I made a point of watching Inter Milan games where he was playing. But at times he was playing left mid, right mid. I honestly believe his best role is is as a very, very mobile, um, dynamic regista. Because the way he operates in small spaces, uh, he's got this wonderful range of passing. But most notably, his dribbling. Allows him if he was playing in a team like ours. If you take Gerard out of that team, quite a a, a player who lacks mobility at this age, um, and put Kovacic, I think he'd thrive. I think we are the perfect option for him, but maybe yeah. I'm being biased.
1: Yeah, see, so the issue with playing a deep line playmaker is you then don't typically play um, uh, a kind of your typical number 10 alongside, you know, in the same team. And considering into brought in Hernandez they were yeah. always they were always going to be playing him as the as the attacking mid um, not to mention the fact that Walter Mazzari brought Gargano from, from Napoli over with him so he was always going to be you know playing as this kind of destructive center, central mid and it just kind of just kind of didn't work for Kovacic there and i wonder if someone had come in with a big bid i wonder if he would have gone this um, this summer although there still much time coach the boy of the future they still want to keep postboy but um and i imagine they're quite wary of, of selling youngsters in the same way that they sold Coutinho. Uh,
3: yeah
2: it's particularly to us but yeah i just feel like um particularly where we see Coutinho thriving as an eight as um in the in the midfield trio of a 4-3-3 i think kovacic deepest with Coutinho as a, in technical in very basic terms as a left centre mid and the right centre mid as a box to box player like emre Shan, I'd, I think that would be a very exciting midfield to watch.
1: Yeah, I mean, I've, I do feel quite sorry for Inter because they they really wanted to sell Ricky Alvarez rather than Coutinho. They needed the money. Um, and they desperately, they delayed on selling Coutinho to Liverpool because they, they really wanted to shift Alvarez. Uh, I can't remember who was in for him now, but someone wanted to sign him and, and eventually that just didn't go through. So we nabbed, we nabbed Philippe, which has obviously worked out an absolute dream for us. One player, one player. I'd love us to sign from from Inter would be Yuto Nagatomo. Yes. <laughs> hey, man. Yes,
0: I've been saying this for the past two years. The la- it great like, player, great I, player. I wrote an article about that like, two years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Thank yeah. you. Is that because he was good on great Ultimate Team? Nagatomo. No, seriously, he's so good. He's an excellent.
3: He can play anywhere. That's the main yeah, thing. He's
0: so versatile. Mm. I'm so happy someone mentioned him. <laughs> he, um, I mean obviously we but he's we getting get too old now now, now that we've signed
1: no 27 he's in his prime
0: wait he's 27 yeah he looks no. so much older <laughs> jeez going forward he's excellent and defensively solid Oh, Plus, I not, wanted not us to sign any, him funny, so any money thing. you spent on him you'd,
1: you'd make up in t-shirt sales in the far east you know within a month
2: yeah we don't we don't have for a club that's focusing on the commercial side of things we don't have um, any players that crack the Asian footballing market. Yeah. I mean, I, It was one of the reasons I was advocating signing Huing Ming Son um, last season before he moved to Leverkusen.
1: Mm. Well, we should, have, we should have come in and signed Kisuke Honda years ago.
2: Yeah, he, he's one of those players who's been, uh, like Arda Churan,
1: who's been linked
2: in pretty much every window ever.
1: But Honda was just like insanely loyal, wasn't he? He just didn't want to break his contract. He wanted to see it out.
0: And I'm not one, sure why he wanted to stay in Russia.
1: I think he's just just part of his nature. I read in an interview once. He was just like, "Yeah, I just refused. I signed the contract. I will see it through. I dedicated. Like, yeah, I, I when I signed the contract, I vowed to play for this club for X amount of years for the fans. So I'm going see it, to see it all through. And then as soon as he became free, well, then AC Milan were all over. It. Galliani just loves a free transfer, doesn't he? So picking him up for free worked out for them.
0: I really want us to sign Uto now. <laughs> I think there's some
1: decent fullbacks in Serie. I'm quite, I'm quite a big fan of Dodo.
3: I like Dodo as well, especially now that he's at Inter Milan. I like to see how he does.
1: Well, I always thought he was he was underused at Roma.
3: Um, they really, he was really relegated to like a a bench left back rather than a starting one. And I think well, now at Inter he can start.
1: Yeah, it was always going to be tough for him because he had Balzaretti ahead of him,
3: who who was mm.
1: quality. And then he, he kinda of broke through a little bit in um, you know last season, but I guess he just didn't do enough to impress to stick around. But I th- I thought he was great.
2: Um, potential, only twenty two What's it um, so. what, um was another one. Oh, oh well Pisciglio Pisciglio is absolutely class.
1: It's hard to always know with fullbacks. I mean I, I for a long time I rated Emiliano Insua is is a very talented fullback, and yet he ended up didn't quite work for him at Liverpool. I, st- I still yes. think he's got I still think he's got quite a bit of talent. Whenever I see him, not very often to be fair now. But if I ever catch um, catch some Portuguese football, I tend to keep an eye out for him.
2: I think and the value of um, the value of De Cilio specifically is the fact that this is a player who can play pretty much anywhere along the back four comfortably, which is so rare. I mean, we're ha- we're here having debates about you know whether um is it Lovren can play left centre back or right centre back i'm pretty sure i've seen Desilyo play left back left centre back right centre back despite being a right back i mean i'm not sure i think he favours his right foot but i have no idea you wouldn't tell from watching him and i think particularly as a young player who could still be moulded pretty much anywhere your team would need i think that's i mean he was he was my choice i would have gone for him over any other right back but we've when ended up with Mike Keo. when have you ever
1: seen Dissidio play centre back
2: it was I don't think it was a competitive game it was um, you know we you, you have these friendly tournaments mm-hmm. there was one where milan I can't remember who they were playing and it was on the TV so I, I didn't go out specifically to watch it it was on and there was this player Dissidio who I was sure was a right back playing at centre back so I assume he is capable,
0: but he didn't look out of place.
1: Can't say, say I have ever seen him play centre-back, I don't think.
0: Um, big thanks to Nick for coming on. We enjoyed it. And now we're we going to be moving on to the Southampton game. Right, the line-up could be quite interesting, because the question is, will Moreno start? Well, that's my I main think, question.
2: I think he will, because... He was pulled out the game tonight at the last second. Yeah, meaning he's before.
0: had training and all that. It's not like he skipped anything.
2: If he was ready to play in the Super Cup versus Real Madrid, yeah, he can play better than Glenn Johnson at left back versus half a Southampton team. So you would start Manquillo? Because I would. I well, no, because this is the this is the weird thing we um, that I've got a lot of abuse for on Twitter, where, where I would I want to start Markovic at left wing because I feel we need three attackers, and Coutinho, which leaves only two slots in the midfield. Assuming Gerrard is undroppable, which he is under Rodgers, rightly or wrongly, different issue.
3: I'd rather have right back.
2: So I want Henderson at right back. Because oh. I think he'd do a really good job there.
0: Yeah, I I'll, I I'll, I'll, I'll want Henderson at the centre, to be honest. In the centre, sorry.
2: Well, Emery Chan is also capable of playing full-back comfortably, so interchangeable. But I, th- I think... If you want to have both of them in the team, I've, I think Henderson could do a better job than Mankio could at right back. because Mankio was very raw. I mean, he was solid versus Dortmund, but there were still instances where he slides in, he's very rash. I think given training time, Rogers can improve him massively, and I think 5 million will be an absolute steal. But for a Premier League opening day, I do not want players like Skirtle, Lucas, or... Different kind of rashness because it's an eager, naive rashness rather than an inept, shite rashness. But, but I don't players. I don't want rash
0: players in the starting eleven. We all know that. We all know that Henderson won't start at uh, right, right back. I mean, oh, yeah. But. We we all know that, and I can see Manquillo. Wow, I pronounced that wrong. Manquillo being Manquil. right back, and instead it's of Man, Manquillo.
2: I think I think the team will be, whether I like it or not, Mignolet, Moreno, Lovren, Skrtel, Maggio, Gerard, Chan, Henderson, Coutinho, Sturridge, Sterling in a four through three, but that doesn't get the best out of Coutinho because he's best at the eight. I think that midfield, I, unless um, I think Henderson will play as the most attacking player in that midfield and I'm not sure if he can produce. So basically, it's going to be on Sterling or Sturridge to score the goals, and that defence worries me, because I think Skirtle, Mankio, I think Mankio, he'll either have a solid game, or he'll panic. And that, Skirtle is not a calming head. But yeah, I, I agree with that
0: lineup. That's what I think it'll be. I think that One will be the line but
3: in a 4-1-2-1-2, not a 4-3-3. We have we'll see we Coutinho at the tip. Yep. Yeah. We'll we we see Catina at the tip of the diamond. We see Styrish up top. Sterling playing on make either side of Styris.
2: That would make more sense to me, but I we haven't seen Sterling I think we saw him play that for like ten minutes in one of the friendlies. We haven't aside uh, it seems like Rodgers would rather put Coutinho left wing than Sterling striker. Which doesn't really make much sense to me, but Okay, we could play that. We could play Sterling left wing um, Henderson. Well, Sterling left attacking mid Henderson right attacking mid in behind storage. But I hope we don't because Gerard in a pivot does not work. Saw it for England. Saw it first half of last season. I think if we play a 4-2-3-1, we will lose.
0: Liverpool will smash Southampton four 0
2: I think. I think it'll be three one. And the one will be a penalty that Skirtle concedes. Roy? Or no? Or should I say,
3: Leroy? <laughs> I just say two 0 to Liverpool. Near to I three. think we'll keep a clean sheet. We'll play re- really well. Play it really steadily. Keep to our roots. How are we um keeping the ball. Yep, give me a solid two 0 win. All right. One going in each half.
2: I think the goals will be from two for Sturridge and one for Coutinho. Um, with Sterling getting two assists. I'm being quite accurate here.
0: I'm just feeling it. I'm going for two for Sturridge, and one for Sterling, and one for Henderson.
3: I think we'll have an opening day penalty, which we'll Zerat rotate, and score of us, and Sturridge will get the other.
0: Penalty
2: pull! Right. Oh, it's, 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 Clatten, it's Clattenburg, isn't it, referee?
0: How do you think Liverpool will do, position-wise? Third. Third. All right.
3: Top four.
0: Yeah, I'm going top four, third or fourth. Unless Arsenal find a cross should we, we just do a, should we just do a quick prediction?
2: I'm going to go City, Chelsea, Liverpool, Arsenal. Now, controversial. I put United at seventh last season. I'm going to put them one up this time. Sixth. So Spurs, fifth. United, sixth. Everton, seventh. This season, I'm being more positive.
0: Third. Third. I'm going Chelsea. City. I mean, no, sorry. City, Chelsea, Arsenal, Liverpool, then United, Spurs, Everton. I think Arsenal
2: will um they'll scrape fourth from the Spurs. I, I think it will be like City and Chelsea battling out for the title, and Liverpool coasting in behind. Then a gap, and then Arsenal and Spurs battling out for fourth with United coasting in behind. Then a gap, then Everton, then quite a big gap to the rest of the league because I, I think the top.
0: Actually, scratch top. that. You know. I'm going for Stoke 7th, Everton 8th. What? You're saying what? Mm-hmm. What?
3: Anyway, I'll go with Chelsea winning the title. City 2nd, Arsenal 3rd, Liverpool 4th. For 5th, I go I go with United. I think with um, Louis van Gaal and um, all their new signings, I think they'll take 5th, maybe battling it out for 4th. Then Spurs their six.
2: squad isn't very good though.
3: Yeah, but I mean it's United. You look at their first, of... If you
2: look at their first eleven. If you look mm. at their first eleven, it's aside from their front three, Mata, mm-hmm. RVP, Rooney, which is title challenging. Mm-hmm. The rest of their squad is very poor.
3: In seventh, I'll put Southampton. Oh. Mm. I think they'll still do well, regardless of how many players they sold. Eighth, Everton. Ninth, Stoke. And to close out the top ten, I think I'll have West Ham. Yep, at ten.
2: Yeah, I um, would. I would put West Ham. It's just which is a shame because they're a very ale house team. They've got. So they've made some good signings. They always seem to spend quite big, don't they? Four four two, big Sam. Yeah, yeah, you you go support West Ham, Max. Weird. I'm I'm being the most positive of all of us. You guys are saying fourth. I'm saying am third.
3: I mean, considering who Arsenal has signed, how Wenger likes to play, it, how they've been playing in pre-season, how some players will step up from last season, it's hard for me to see Arsenal going anything below third, to be honest.
0: If Arsenal no, sign if... a top-class striker, I reckon they'll really challenge for
2: the league. I think San- Sanchez should be playing striker for them, they shouldn't be playing Giroud. But my serious point with Arsenal, it's easy to, you know... Band about the bottler terms, people like Jared and stuff. Arsenal have a serious mentality problem.
0: That after winning them trophies, um, no, because it's,
2: it's an FA, it's an FA Cup, it makes fuck all difference. There, no, there is no, still no, this no, no, attitude no, no, no. that no. fourth is a safe harbour for them, and anything above. Them. I don't think they have the character in the squad to get anything. But you know, you know how Rogers talks so much about character, and he was ridiculed for it. And yeah. we ended up making a tight. You know, a serious title challenge with a, a relatively poor squad compared to that of our competitors. Mentality is everything in those situations. And Liverpool had a lot of character. And people talk about Gerard bottling it. He didn't. He slipped. It's a, it's not a mental thing. It's a boot malfunction. It's fine. The, the problem was is that did mentally damage us. And then we went on to collapse versus Crystal Palace. That was a mentality issue. Short term. Arsenal have a long term version of that. And I honestly
0: think they cannot cope with a title challenge. Yeah, but saying um, that the FA Cup won't affect them—trust me, it will. The pressure to win them a trophy is immense. They've done that now; they can at least relax a little bit on that case. Trust me. Yeah, the next thing will be the next thing will be winning. Lot. The next thing will be not winning the Premier League for so many years. It's so the
2: same with us you opposition fans will always target you at your weak point our weak point is that we haven't won a premier league although i don't see the difference between division 1 and premier league it's a branding issue well never mind they don't focus on the fact that we've won five champions leagues and the last one relatively recently if you let those kind of things affect you you're never going to get anywhere people say that you know all the pressure of you know haven't gone 24 years without winning a title got to us it didn't. I think the problem was the Chelsea result shook us. And that was it was it was a naivety. You know, we should have been happy to get the nil-nil at home, but we pushed for the win, which is an exciting way of doing it and why we scored so many goals. But it didn't come off. I think we'll have learned from that. That's an experience thing. The problem was is that shook us. And then we went into the Crystal Palace game. Things were going well. 3 nil up. And the first goal went in, and our, our defense was always susceptible. But it was a complete mental collapse, and we turned shit. Um, and then, you know, the title slipped away from us.
0: Why did All you have constant? to use the word "slip"?
2: Because I think it's, you know, it's 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 banter, isn't it?
0: It's, oh, sorry, Rich, Rich Keys. I didn't realize we had you. On. It's, it's 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 just banter. Now we're going to be moving on to questions. Oh yeah, so what you've been waiting for. So, our first question. What other areas do we need to strengthen now? Goalkeeper, striker, left
3: winger.
2: Yeah, I would say goalkeeper, centre mid, left wing, striker.
3: Goalkeeper, right centre back to upgrade on Um, A central midfielder to take over Gerrard. Jordy Classy will be good. And a striker.
2: See, I think it'll be hard to find a starting striker, so I think it'd be better to find a starting wide forward,
3: Wilfred Marco Boney.
2: Royce, Marco and Royce, and then have Wilfred Boney on the bench. I wouldn't, I wouldn't start Boney, but I think he's a good option, very good option off the bench.
0: Basically, guarantees you fifteen plus goals. Why are people writing us off so early when we finish second? Did they forget we have Daniel Sturridge? See. So you- I don't get this either. Oh, suddenly, like, oh no! Uh, tribalism. Liverpool aren't gonna finish fourth. There's no question about that. Tribalism. I d- tribalism I d- makes people say weird, irrational things.
2: We're we're Liverpool. We are. I'd like to think we're the most hated club in England. It probably was United for a while, but everyone pities them at the moment because no, they have no, no, no. Everyone still hates United.
0: No, to be fair, I think everyone. No, but hates no. Chelsea. I think there
2: was there was more sympathy for United when they. Collapsed for when Liverpool when they collapse. So I'd like to, th- I'd like to hope, I hope that we are the most hated club in England. Because do you know what that? It's it's because the successful teams are hated, and it, Liverpool are the most successful team in England. You know, we've won it five times. So no matter what season we're going into, no matter what team we have, no matter where we finish the season before, people are always going to hurl abuse at Liverpool. It's why. When we were doing well last season, there was an increase in bin dipper hills, vile hills brushouts because we were relevant again. We were on the TV a lot and it really annoys people. Like really, really annoys people. And that's great because, do you know what? We rise above it, don't we?
0: Do we not? We won't do too many questions here because this episode is very long. Um... So, this could be the last one. New signing you're most looking forward to seeing
3: in Premier League action? Lazar Markovic.
0: Yeah, Markovic. Definitely yeah, I would say Markovic
3: too. The, the thing most is most... that I already know how good Khan uh, will do, given that we, we've seen how box-to-box players usually do in Premier League, like Yaya Toure, like Paulineo on his day. But we've never really seen a a foreign young winger do that well in a long time now so I think Lazar Markovic will be very interesting to watch
2: it's definitely the most exciting I think I we'll see Lovren the most but I'm pretty sure Lovren will slot right in I just hope he'll slot in next to Sacco
0: um, but Markovic definitely the most exciting a big thank you to R- Leroy uh, Will and our guest Nick will yeah, we hope you enjoyed this of- and good night. Good morning. Have fun at work or whatever you're doing. Stay safe. God, Max. You're going to say wear protection. Cring, cringy Jesus, stuff. Jesus Christ, wear that was a helmet was awesome. when riding a bike, please. Um. Thank you very much for wear gloves when to the return. when you're Max, using your Max. computer because there could be germs on there.
2: Matthew, 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 Max.
0: You'll never walk alone and all that stuff um <laughs> rise up we play not to play or something like that come not to play <laughs> uh, i don't know warrior weird aren't they uh um, rise yeah. up thank you very much for listening we thank hope you, you enjoyed. thank you very much we'll see you next week and let's hope we
3: smash southampton